This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And the time finally comes for me to pack my bag and walk away. Let me say. Wake up, mama. Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. A Southern storm of bold, liberating rock shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. Now on Pantheon Podcast. Uh, we have great podcasts on there, like the Hook Rocks from our buddy uh jay scott and many others and as always jason's with me he's gonna uh tell you about some more of their great podcasts oh heck yeah man i always enjoy the ugly american werewolf and london podcasts they talk about great music shows mistress carrie and many others and also remember to make sure that you like and subscribe set it to auto download so you always have our new episode every friday morning at nine eastern right brian uh, actually, I've changed it to 6 a.m. Central. 6 a.m. Central, so you can get up before work <laughs> and listen to the, as, as long as you have it subscribed. And you can hear us in the intro like this talking about uh, current news. Well, uh, Aerosmith just, uh, you know, made the announcement of their uh, their farewell tour. The what, what do they call it? <laughs> it's, peace out. Peace out. There you go. Peace out. And the opening band is the Black Crows. Which so, kind of makes sense. I mean, if you're going to call it peace out, right? I mean, the Black Crows are all about peace, peace anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use yeah. a lot of that symbol. So, and I think they've toured together before. Yeah. In 1990, one of the biggest, uh, one of the bigger tours that the Crows did right away was with Aerosmith. And then they did again in 99 in Europe, I believe. Yeah, and Aerosmith is, was always one of my favorite bands growing up. In fact, the first concert I've ever seen was Aerosmith in 1987 with Guns N' Roses. So it's like a milestone in your life, Brian. One of your one of your bands that you really liked, the first concert you ever saw, and those guys are calling it quits, mm-hmm. supposedly. So uh, the thing that we haven't heard yet is ticket prices. <laughs> We're going to assume that uh, <laughs> you might need to sell a kidney on eBay to afford uh, a seat for the show. Yeah. I we think don't know it's that for cool. sure, but. I think it's going to be pretty pricey. I've seen some of the venues, at least they're playing around in Ohio, and they are the, the bigger arenas. And we all know what ticket prices with fees look like these days. So um, another question I have is, what's the, Aeros- what's the Black Crow set you think going to look like? 
Uh, I would imagine, you know, but, you know, the casual fans. Uh, All the hits. Or what Aerosmith fans would, would recognize. So heavy off of Shake Your Money Maker and, yeah. and uh, Southern Harmony. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, it almost like seems like, I don't know, it probably wasn't planned out, but, you know, they opened for Aerosmith during Shake Your Money Maker. <laughs> yeah, I'll be very, <laughs> if you're a Black Crows fan, I think you're tired of the Shake Your Money Maker material and are ready for them to move on. And this was a little bit of disappointment to the fans, I would say, because I think we were looking for them to go back and do their own headlining show yeah. do their two two and a half hour set with different set lists and deep cuts every night yeah Ooh, yeah i'm sure the payday is good though yeah i don't know i don't uh anticipate that they'll break out anything new if they even have that yet i mean because chris and rich have talked about you know they recorded some new stuff and it's supposed to come out in 24 and but i guess we'll wait and see yeah, I thought the fall was really they were supposed to go in the studio and finish everything up. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. But Aerosmith's pretty old. I have very fond memories of seeing them live. I think if I see them live now, my biggest concern would be would I be disappointed with what they sound like and would this ruin my perception of them? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, uh, I don't know. I think my limit is maybe 100 bucks. <laughs> I don't know if I can go over Shit, that. that's going to be $100 in fees. <laughs> yeah, probably. Here's your fees and here's the ticket price. Yes, for nosably uh, $200 out the, out the door. So we'll see. We're right, fingers crossed. Once they start playing some shows too, we'll get a little better uh, understanding what the set list for the Black Crows looks like. Well, and speaking of Black Crows, uh, that sort of dynamic, you know, leads into our guests who, it was surprised, we were had another guest lined up and you know the tech demons like apparently prevented that from happening and uh future scheduled guests also showed up on that zoom like so they knew like poltergeist lately like they knew like they knew <laughs> we were going to have issues with our scheduled guests so our guest today showed up a day early just in time yeah so everybody knows that uh chris and rich robinson are brothers from Georgia. Yeah, brothers from Georgia, brothers in rock. And just like Blackberry Smoke with Britt and Rich, Richard Turner, uh, Them Dirty Roses with James and Frank Ford. Those guys are from Alabama, close enough. Um, who else? I mean, I think we'll maybe leave it with those three for, well, unless you want to, since we mentioned, they get mentioned, the Allman Brothers. Allman Brothers, you know, making Georgia. I mean, even though the brothers are from, Florida, but it's yeah. a really a Georgia-based yeah. band. So recently, I came across our guest, the band One for, One for the Road, and I came across them by when I was looking, you know, at website or Facebook page of a band I came across before them called the Dirty Gospel. Turns out this band One for the Road had opened for them. And it was a double dirty weekend because uh, the dirty <laughs> double gospel dirty weekend. <laughs> put in a Friday night. This is at the shed, and Saturday night, them dirty roses played. So, uh, and and you'll find out that our guests uh, uh, ended up opening in a different facet for uh, for that show as well on Saturday night. I think you just made a great 
like I think you just need to trademark the double dirty weekend and talk to them dirty roses and the dirty <laughs> gospel and like sell them that tour package because like, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, sponsored by the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast. The double dirty weekend. <laughs> the double dirty tour. Yeah. So anyway, um, our guests Zach Crumley and also um, Jason, right? Not not Jason, Jathan. Jason. Which was which took me a second to get J A T H A I N. Jathan. Zach Crumley and Jason Neal um, from One for the Road. It was just so cool, like the way this happened. Yeah. I mean, one, you just found out about the band. I think you just walked through and then scheduled this and they showed up a day early when we were waiting for another guest who wasn't able to join us. So everything aligned perfectly to have Zach and Jason on here. Yes, it did. So you guys all got to kick back, relax, and listen to our surprise but wonderful chat with Zach and Jason from One for the Road. segment of the podcast and we were going to have uh talk to these guys later but uh we had a previous guest that, that could make it and these guys just somehow got in the zoom and we said hey let's roll jason it, you know it was meant to be right <laughs> right brian like we're just it hanging is. out in a zoom and then another guest shows up that we have scheduled so we're going to roll ahead and we are actually excited to have these guys on uh brian we know is always a great talent scout and he Found these guys researching another group. So we're very happy to have on from One for the Road, Zach and Jathan. How are you guys doing? Good, guys. How are y'all? Good, good. Thanks where, for joining us. Where are you guys at in get... Georgia? Chatsworth uh, is, let's see, I guess we're 45 minutes south of Chattanooga. Okay. Uh, so you're between kind of Atlanta, Chattanooga-ish? Yeah, mm-hmm. Up yeah. 75. Uh, if you know where Dalton is, if you go through yep. there, well, we're, if you go pulling to Dalton, you'll go over to the next county over. That's Murray County. And we live over here next to the mountain, Fort okay. Mountain and Grassy Mountain. So I live in Ohio, Zach, and we've driven to Florida. My parents live in Florida, so I drive 75. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. You ever get time? Uh, stop at the Longhorn down there. My wife bar tips. Go get you. Go get you a drink and tell them I sent you down there. Okay, what's your name? I'm writing it down because I want to. <laughs> I want to deal. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh. So yeah, I was. Uh, I had just recently come across uh, uh, another band that's going to be on the Dirty Gospel, and then 
I came across the post they had done about a show that was at the shed and that you guys had uh, played that, that uh, played that show. And uh, so I checked you guys out and I was blown away. So uh, how'd this band get together, man? How did it all start? Um, so one day I walked in to uh, pop into the local um, music shop we have over in Dalton. It's called Bigham's Music. Biggins, and, yeah, Biggins. Yeah. I like the name. B I G H A M. Yeah, and um, so Butch down there, he runs that place or has, and his son is in there. Son now, for most of the time now, he kind of Butch kind of sitting around hanging out doing some fishing. I think is what he's been doing. And uh, but ever got a chance, man, go check that place out. But I was sitting in there one day, going and getting stuff that I usually get, you know, every two or three weeks from playing. And uh, right then I was doing a lot of acoustic shows and there was this guy sitting over there, my drummer now, his name's Chris Webb. He's from Cleveland, Tennessee. And uh, he was sitting there and he came walking over and said, are you a singer? And I said, yeah. And uh, so I went down there to his, uh, to his place and kicked it off. And about the same time, my piano player, Joe Morgan, he's from Jasper. And uh, he got with me, and we started doing acoustic shows together. And he would play piano and keys. And then uh, uh, Chris sat around on one of them cajones, and we'd sit and do some shows, you know, acoustic shows around our area. And, um, well, we, we needed a bass player. We couldn't find a bass player, and we went through a couple. Uh, one, some of them were... Lord help them. And it was just, they were good <laughs> players, man, but they just come in with a crazy, crazy, you know, thought process and uh, kind of scared one of the guys, you know. And and so it was like, we ain't going to do this, you know. So my brother uh, was just turned 17 last week, so – I was going to ask, how old are you? You look like a like a baby. <laughs> I, I'm officially 17 now. Yeah. Yeah, All right, R- listen, R-rated movies go. <laughs> Get in now. I'll look into that. <laughs> they, uh, You're younger than my son and my daughter. Holy God, how old am I? All right, go ahead, Jason. Sorry, I'm going to take it away from this ageism here. <laughs> Uh, well, we uh, had booked a show and we needed a bass player. And uh, so it's funny, he he had a bass. His daddy was a bass player, so his daddy had gave him a bass. And uh, and so we started playing. We told him we got two weeks, man. We need a bass player. And he was kind of picking around on the guitar for the last two or three years. So where were you at, 15 at that time? Yeah, I think I just turned 15. Yeah. And uh, his first gig was nine nights in a row for four hours a night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Build those calluses up on your yeah. yeah. I remember I came home, I had blisters all over my hands. It was rough. It was a rough week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it was funny because he was learning how to play bass, and my piano player is really good at playing bass notes. So he was, Jason was learning how to play bass by following what what joe was doing on the keys yeah and it was crazy because that's kind of sometimes him and joe will be playing the exact same like if he's down there on bass part he just goes right through you know 
Man, it's funny because you'll hear them play the same bass note sometimes that's like insanely hard for somebody else to hit, and they'll hit it together. And I'm like, oh, you can tell that y'all really have played. And now Joe just lets him do it. He's been, after the last two years, it's kind of crazy to watch him become a bass player. been playing bass for two years, and he kind of plays. That's an interesting thing, though. Um, If you learn to play bass, because normally you're following the beat, you know, with the drum, not so much with the piano. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does how does that, I guess, change the way or, or your perspective of playing bass? Is it more like a melodic style for that? Like, what? how is that if you're, like, picking up from the piano? Um, It's, it's definitely a change. Uh, I actually didn't really, like, start listening to the, the drum kit as much until like, later on. I started, like, getting on with the kick drum, and I definitely tell it's a difference. So I got tighter. But yeah. it's honestly, like, it's helped me, like, open up to the normal – not so normal bass thinking, you know, instead of just keeping the regular beat, you know, the regular stuff, yeah. I like to like at least do a little bit extra, you know, kind of like not really show up or show out, but more just make it sound more full sometimes. We don't have another rhythm guitar player. So it's, it's sometimes you lose that fullness. So you have to learn to yeah. keep it up. That's interesting. I'm going to, now when I listen to your stuff, I'm going to like really try to key in on, I know you're not keeping time with the piano anymore, but just the influence on your plan. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you. So, do yep. you guys did you guys start out specifically as a cover band and then started adding originals, or yeah, is there originals uh, at the beginning? Pretty much, man. We um, we done that show. Um, whenever that was, that was July of twenty twenty one, maybe twenty one. Yeah, twenty one, July twenty one. We went in and and done nine nights in a row, and we played a lot of country music. And mm-hmm. I have my influence. I've done a lot of, you know, my influences when I was younger was like Jamie Johnson and Waylon Jennings. Mm-hmm. And so I always done a lot of country stuff. And we went and done this show for like nine nights in a row. And it's straight up all country. Mostly, you, know, you play some Southern rock and you play some blues, but mm-hmm. um, you mostly done country because they like the square dance up there. It was nothing but a bunch of, or it's it's if you like horses and beer and horse shit everywhere you're gonna <laughs> like where it's called the wagon train so <laughs> that's where we started at you know and but the cool thing is we pack about last year we packed about 800 people in that chicken house wow and, wow. and they're in there and i'm talking about going back and forth dancing you know just having a good time, man. It's really cool. They do it for nine nights in a row. So by the end of it, it's it's a party, you know. So it's it's kind of cool, man. It's hometown deal. We still kind we're still trying. We're going to think about doing it again this year, and uh, just uh, it's just something to do, man. Get some practice in, play some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we really work on the original thing right now. That's our that's our main focus. I mean, we sometimes hit the stage and. Like if we're playing somewhere and it's later on in the night, he'll either start playing bass or Joe start playing something on the keys or I'll play, you know, we'll just do a jam for a few minutes because uh, we're playing so much and we have two guys that still work and he goes to school and, uh, and I'm, I'm doing gigs every night and uh, I have a little girl, so I'm at home with her. And uh, so it's kind of cool. I've been, been a full-time musician for a year. And uh, I've actually enjoyed 
you know, I get to stay home with my little girl and I'm playing music every four or five nights a week, you know. So during the day when my wife works, I'm, I'm at home and then at night when she gets home, I'm going to go play music. So I'm jealous officially. <laughs> it's hard, man. I I play I I play a lot and but I've been blessed too. This area has really blessed me to be able to do that because I've just built really good relationships and I've been I've been blessed to have people that kind of believe in us, you know, and believe in me and, and really help me and you know, hey man, if you'll come down here every Thursday night or whatever, I'll pay you this X you know, just to make sure that I have money in my wallet, you know, to go home with, you know. So that's been a blessing for me. I I didn't think that I'd be able to do it because I always ran heavy equipment and done mm -hmm. landscape work and carpenter work. And uh, so uh, to do this has been a way different change from getting up at 530 every morning and, you know, getting up at seven or eight and doing emails and, and doing flyers and booking and, you know, and all that stuff. So it's definitely a change, you know. Can you speak on that, the, uh, that you said that support in your area and influence uh, from specific people, bands, uh, fans? Um, what Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Um, I have like a, um, I've built like, we used to get, I go over here to a place that's in Cahutta and uh, Danny and Christy are fine people, man. They got the best wings and barbecue and i think in the area for sure um that's been my favorite place i do bike nights down there every thursday night and um they uh you know and they've always took care of me and but i've built a fan base so when you go in there on thursdays and fridays and we play down there it's like a little hometown deal it ain't but like 15 minutes from me and I go over there and we do this every Thursday. And then like, we're playing there this Friday for them, uh, for Cinco de Mayo. So we're going to go have a good time with them. And we'll, that little place will pass a nice little small town. It's got one stop sign in it, you know, and, but there'll be, you know, 250, I guess, you know, 200, 250 people. And, and if it's filled up and they just, we all sit around and have a good time, you know, uh, and, but people, man, it's influenced me, man, just to see. I changed my style when the band started. Uh, I picked up an electric guitar, you know, and, and started cranking things up and uh, learned that I was a lead player at that time. It's all I played was, a, was rhythm, you know, and doing acoustic yeah. stuff. And, and I was like, well, we don't have another lead guitar player. I mean, we did at the time. Um, he was phenomenal. Uh, he was a great player, but we were wanting to commit more time to this. And so, uh, so we went down to a four piece and, uh, and really it's kind of been cool because I started watching the Thunderbolts and, and I met them and met uh, the Roses and, uh, and stuff done that with Marshall Tucker band, uh, 38 special, um, some guys like that, just being around them guys and them being around here, you know, like uh, Thunderbolts and the Roses being guests. And I'm good friends with mutual friends. That's how we become friends with them. And uh, we just, just watching them guys grow made us want to, made us hungry. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, 
for us, we've seen people doing well and, and working hard and, you know, just great guys, you know, people you want to be around, you know, if you could be friends and daily every day, you would, you know, and they really, so people like that have just watching them grow made us hungry as well. You know, we just really, and so that's why we had our nose to the grindstone, keep our head down, just keep working. Yeah, you've, you've tied yourself to some really good bands and up-and-coming bands in Dirty Roses. Of course, the Georgia Thunderbolts, and you're, you're wearing the shirt. Not every, not People can't yeah, see it. I was like, well, we're going we're gonna to wear some Thunderbolts today. Oh. Well, you know, if, if Brian and I didn't have our metal gear on for our other guests <laughs> today, we might be, you might see one of us wearing Georgia Thunderbolts or then Dirty Roses shirts. But uh, Georgia, man, like, so there's a lot of states right now that are killing it. And Brian, I'm probably, I'm probably like trespassing on your your question property here but kentucky georgia like georgia is really killing it with a lot of we'll say historical good bands the black crows blackberry smoke mm-hmm. and all these new bands that you're talking about including yourselves is, is that do you see that does that inspire you a little bit more it kind of makes me feel like we're part of a movement or something mm-hmm. you know that's kind of how it makes me feel like you know you've been watching the for what the last 20 years of blackberry smoke and they just you know and they're just killing it you know at the shed and places you know you know and you just them guys are like to me are our time of the almond brothers and skinnered yeah like absolutely there's not ever going to be another skinnered or almond brothers and there's never going to be another blackberry smoke or a black crows you know like so just so that's what we want to be. We want to be. There's nobody else like one for the road. That's kind of, and that's why we've just created our own stuff and really tried to think outside the box, you know, and not put a boundary on anything either, you know, because we're going to be coming out with like two. Uh, I know two on the album, like two country songs, like a country or kind of feel. And uh, so we just don't want to, we want to be in and out of the box. We don't want no box that will make us say, hey, we're just rock and roll or we're just a country band or just a blues band, you know. And I think a lot of bands are doing that, you know, Mm -hmm. are showing, hey, we don't have to stick to one thing. We can just do whatever we want. And that's what we want, you know. That's why we haven't tied ourselves to any kind of other management but ourselves at the moment. Because we want to do us, you know, and take care yeah. of everything. It's good to be kind of cross genre, cross, like again, these guys in them dirty roses, Thunderbolts can play a, a country fest, a rock fest, a blue yeah. mm-hmm. fit in. Same, and it, it's smart to do. And be an independent artist like everybody, even Blackberry Smoke's an independent artist. It gives you the flexibility to kind of pursue the styles and type of music that you want to. So that that that's kind of nice. I, I do have a question for Jathan, kind of following up on all this. But you know, you're a young young dude. Um, there's not there hasn't been a lot of really rock or popular rock or you know instrumental driven music like that for probably your your generation. Like what what is kind of your inspiration and what you kind of grew up with? Uh, growing up, me and my dad used to listen to a lot of Skinner, Pink Floyd, uh, Mom and Brothers. I grew up on very a lot of the old classic stuff. I mean, there is still good music out there. It is hard to find. You know, you got the Thunderbolts, the Roses, you know, great musicians. Um, 
when I first started playing bass, one of my biggest inspirations was Zachary Everett from the Thunderbolts. He, he's great. I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched him, just watched him play bass, but he, mm -hmm. he gets down with it. But watching them, you know, getting to hang out with the Roses and getting just take bits and pieces from every everybody I can find, you know, and try to make my own style with it. You know, from the classics from like Leon Wilkerson and all them guys to today with like Joe Dart. We've yeah, always been huge uh, Marcus King fans. Yeah. Oh, man, dude. His what a, life, and a young dude, guy, dude, too. Tears it up. I, yeah. He, we, he's played over a lot of Marcus King stuff. Yeah. Learn licks, you know. That's a hell of a band, too. Well, I mean, uh -oh. even like, so your generation, though, are you starting to see more like dudes your age? get back into rock music, I guess. Is it becoming more popular, more mainstream? Yes. It is definitely, rock is definitely coming back. It, it's not, it's not, you can't see it, you know, everybody still listens to their pop music and their mm -hmm. modern, whatever they want, but yeah. there is definitely the select group that are coming back to, like, the roots of music and the roots of rock, and there's still a bunch of metalheads, a bunch of rockheads, country, everything. There's, there's not just everything, you know? I mean, it definitely it doesn't weigh out as much as the modern music does or like rap or any of that but rock is definitely coming back in my generation yeah i mean pop's always going to dominate yeah. you know the airwaves every generation i'm pop pop you know short for popular but as brian and i talked to all these bands and and see this growing network of really good new bands mm -hmm. you know our perspective is this rock music, people actually playing instruments is becoming more popular. And it's good to talk to somebody like you who's, you know, who's living and breathing with other people your age. Yeah, I mean, our crowd is definitely an older crowd from us far. I mean, yeah. but we're starting to see a younger crowd start to flow in. And that's amazing. That's one of the best feelings when you start having, you're getting into different generations of people. Yeah, because we did, we do have a lot of um, older you know, older folks and and you know, mid middle aged folks. I mean, we have them all respect, but now we've started to gain this young crowd. You know, that comes in. You know, that's twenty one, or you know, if it's if you can be in there at eighteen, they'll you know they'll be there. So it's been kind of cool because you know we are an older. You know, a lot of a lot of people seek that old style music that are older generations and. You know, so when they hear us, or oh, you know, them are the people that sit and support you and stuff. And then, what was the other day? We had a couple fifteen-year-olds that have been listening to us, and, and they were wow. coming out. I let them check my guitar out, and up at uh, up in Dawson, they done a big. Uh, it's called Bacon Q, and they done a, uh, play at Burr Park, and it's just a nice big stage and beautiful. But them kids, like three of them, come out there. They had a band they had started, and they. Uh, I said, man, we've been listening to you guys, you know, and stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, 15 years old, you know. Earlier, Zach. That's what we need. Earlier, Zach, you mentioned playing, uh, uh, you know, with the covers playing, you know, some Southern rock, country, and blues. And it's so cool to hear that because that's that's one point that I hope this podcast hammers home with people is that the amalgamation of music that makes up Southern rock is some of that, you know, rock and roll and some of that country and some mm -hmm. of that blues and soul and all in its authentic form. So it's just, it's great to hear you, hear you uh, say that. Yeah, well, it's, uh, and it's cool because you kind of, you, 
I think Southern Rock put a stamp that nobody else ever did because um, – and blues and country, but most definitely – because you can listen to a California band and you'll hear some Southern Rock mm-hmm. in that California band, you know. And uh, and it's, you know, completely on the other side of the country. And they you can tell that they were influenced by what we're influenced by, you know. Yeah, Credence, for example. Oh, yeah. That's like, what is it? Uh, I love, like, Dirty Honey, man. That's oh, yeah. It. Yeah, they, I think they kill it. Uh, and uh, I like uh, one of my favorite bands I've been listening to a bunch lately, too, is Robert John and the Rick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, yep, they're from out there. We're going to have them on the podcast very soon. Yeah, yeah. I actually listened to that new live album, All the Way Home. Great. From- from Murphy the other night. That's great. You, I was you like, were just talking oh. about that <laughs> before you guys. Yeah, when I up. pulled up in the driveway, it went. It, that was the last note, and I was like, "Oh, that's perfect." It's a. That is. I've not seen those guys live. I want to. For some reason, they skip Ohio. They go like Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky. They don't come mm. to freaking Ohio, so I'm dying to see them live. But that is a good, uh, I guess, placeholder until I can see them. But that is a that is a really well done. We're finally going playing's get, great. Oh yeah, we're finally going to go see them next Thursday. I think if it's the 11th, May 11th, they're going to be at Tony's Music Venue about an hour from the house. So we're going to go see them. So I've from been your business card. For, yeah. <laughs> Tell them you were on a really cool podcast, and they're going to enjoy when they get on it. Oh yeah, I will. I will, man. So Jason, what uh, what what are you? What's your main influence as far as bass players? I know you mentioned some earlier. Um, uh, I just have a question for you pertaining to that because me, I'm a bass player. And for the longest time, I was trying to like utilize the 12 bar blues as like the practice thing. And then mm-hmm. I, I finally got open-minded enough to start trying the country stuff. And I really like it. You know, I mean, I'm trying to play along to uh, Jerry Reed, the legend, you know, it's a song that opens the beginning of Smokey and the Bandit. So what are you doing? Country bass playing when you're practicing? Oh, yeah. just stuff what are you doing i listen i listen to everything so i try to learn like i'll learn pantera i'll learn i've learned a bunch of jerry reed um skinner all all that I, I listen to like some new bass players too joe dart um victor wooten any of those people like any of the greats like i try to take a little bit of everything and put it all in one but uh i mean there's a bunch of great bass players in the back and if you pass to be honest with you, his dad was a heck of a bass player. Yeah, I took a lot from my dad, too. Tried to listen to his old records. Because we're brothers, and I'm 10 years older. So I'm I'm 27, and he's 17. And uh, I remember his dad would uh, sit around and play guitar. His dad was who taught me how to play. And... Uh, yeah, yeah, and um, his dad had, was my stepfather, and so he he would sit down and we he taught me he gave me my first guitar, and so you'll hear there's two songs on the album that's coming out, and um, it is called uh, one of them Stomp Box, and another one is called uh, All Over You, and we're gonna do we've done them to kind of like tribute to his dad. Because his dad taught me how to play guitar, and then his dad was teaching him some stuff on the guitar, and then he passed away, 
before he was able to watch Jason do what he does now. I hear that. But, you know, so it's been really cool because I remember his dad a little bit more because I was younger whenever back whenever he was in like better health and he played music and played guitar and stuff all the time sitting around. And um, this is cool because he reminds me so much of him, you know, because how tall are you? Like six, almost six, three or something, yeah. so, you know, yeah. and just Good Lord. He's bigger than I am now. He is little brother. <laughs> you know, like, it'd be hard to take him out. Little, office. little by age, not by yeah. size. And he lives with me. So, you know, we, you know, so it's kind of like a, me and him just, we play music all the time. That's what we do. He comes home from school and. Man, it's like the Robinson girl. brothers. Like yeah, uh, Rich was still in high school. Chris was out. They start this band. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's happened, man. It's really cool because he has this new vibe to him. And I've kind of was set in my ways, but he has helped me elevate in my guitar playing because he's learning. And I'm like, ah, oh, so I have to, you know. And so, so if he's Pantera bass lines, you better you better get them those riffs on guitar. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's been <laughs> he challenges me and I love it. You know, I'm like, man, I gotta because you hit walls, barriers as a guitar player, you know. Oh, uh, I've, I've been in the same wall for 20 years now. Uh <laughs> so you just made a little reference to originals so far. What we've heard is ease the pain and just one man that are just fantastic i mean it's it, it's in that same vein as the roses and thunderbolts um what else can we look at uh be in store for when do we get to hear some more originals uh we've got can't quote us on this just yet because i don't know right now we're in the uh, middle of getting uh some steel work done and a uh, violin come in and do some work oh, wow um because we've got a song we're wanting to come out with, um, and it's very, it's, it's, it's for, um, it's, we're going to try to do it on Father's Day. And uh, it's called Jesus, Daddy, and Merle. And uh, it's just kind of a, a song that my piano player wrote, and he's had it for a couple of years. And um, he wanted, uh, he came to me with this, and he said, hey, man, I only trust you with this. You know, and we've wrote this and put it in the put it in the studio, and uh, I think uh, I think uh, we got sent it over to Andrew. I think Andrew's going to play some guitar or something on it. Nice. So uh, yeah, so it's just a it's a straight Brian up Davis. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, so we're going to do a little. Um, we're going to do that, and it'll come out on Father's Day. But a little bit after that, uh, we're going to come out with either where we promote the album because we're not too much farther away from having it all done. Because uh, we would like to have it out by, honestly, in the summer or a little bit, you know, right in the September area, you know. Something people can go through for through the winter time with. Um, so we'd like to have a little sooner, but and we everybody gigs all the time now. We're playing all the time. We're going down to Panama later this month and doing some stuff like that and got some shows down at the theater. And so we've been playing all over the southeast right now, facing the first go to our first Florida show at the end of the month. And uh, so we've been 
just been kicking it, man. Just trying to. Sometimes I feel like a a, a vulture out here. Giving, <laughs> giving, you know, but it's been good. I mean, we've really it's been really cool because we we shouldn't have been on stage with some of these uh, some of these people that we've got to be with, and that's what made us better because we was like. Oh no, we're opening up for Kentucky Headhunters. We've only been a band for six months. You know, we got through onto that and we went up there and, and done our job. And then we sit back and listened. And I was like, all right, we need to slow down here. We need to do this here. And we would all come in agreement, and we would, and that's by hearing us from now live from then is, is kind of really cool because you can really tell that we've owned into our sound. That's the first thing some people say to us is like y'all sound is different. And I was, we just play hard and play with everything we got, you know. And uh, so we've been that's been a big thing right now is just trying to get get familiar with the with the music business, get familiar with you know, become friends with people you know that are you know they're on the same path as us because man we we just keep our heads down and work. You know, and that's all we care about. You know, that's what, because that's what, that's what we know what it takes, you know, sure. and, and people that's helped us, man, has been, it's, it's really humbling because, you know, we were just a new kid on the street, you know, pretty much, you know. And so it's been, it, we've had to show ourselves that, you know, improve ourselves in front of people, crowds that, we may have should not have been in front of, but we went in and got followers and people started listening to our music. And so it's been really cool, you know, and then you guys got a hold of us and we was like, wow, you know, this is really cool. So uh, that's what we're pushing for is just keep moving forward and try to see what happens. How does your, how does the songwriting work for you guys? Is, is everybody right? Is it a couple people or? Um, so yeah, like, uh, he, you know, he has, he'll have a bass riff uh you know he'll come up with or um i sit and write a lot and my piano sit piano player sits and writes a lot and uh the drummer he actually what we'll do is is we'll all three conspire real quick and then we'll go hey we got this you know we'll send it over to him and he'll work on it for a couple weeks or you know a week or two and we'll come in and sit in practice and we'll just sit and see what comes up with it. And me and my piano player do mo do all the, the lyrics. And uh, we will sit and go back and forth through notes because you can share notes with each other. Mm -hmm. So we'll sit and share notes all day long because he's a school teacher. He actually got teacher of the year this year ago, Joe. And, is, he, uh, is he a music teacher? No, nah, he's actually in the library now. So apparently he says it's, he's got it easy now. So yeah, sure. And nobody uh, reads anymore. It's got to be easy. Well, <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's a great guy, man. I hope um, he was wanting to come on and be uh, get on today if he was able to, and then uh, he uh, wasn't able to. So he because he don't get off till he he wouldn't be able to make it here in time because we live about an hour apart from each other. Okay. And uh, so we uh, so it's funny. He's like, man, I want to be on there because. Uh, Great, Joe's a great guy, man. He's probably the shining light of our band, dude. The nicest man I've ever met. I've never seen the guy mad at all, maybe, you know. Hmm. 
So, so tell us about the rest of your band, though. So you got Joe Morgan, who does your keys and organ and vocals, and then one other guy, right, plays drums? Yeah, Chris. Chris is a uh, – uh, when we first started, uh, Chris was the first guy I met for the band, and he come down there, and uh, he uh, he's grown, man. He used to be a really uh, just straight up – stayed in a – he's always been in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And uh, – but now we start throwing him drum solos and going in the middle. Hey man, uh, in this right here, we're going to introduce the band and we're going to go around and we're going to let you do a drum solo. And he's like, Oh no, you know? And so now after the last two years, uh, these past six months, he's been drilling some great drum solos. <laughs> you know, I'm like, awesome dude, you know, building some confidence, but he's a, he's a painter. He actually paints cars for a living and uh and does some body work and uh but mostly just sits and paints cars all the time and uh, so he works a full-time job eight to five thirty sometimes a little later and then uh plays music with us he's from cleveland and uh it's funny because our fan base has grown a lot in cleveland and they're, and they're the ones that will travel and come see us a lot i mean we've i think when we done the shed uh, when we done the shed with the gospel uh, the first night, we had about 55 or 60 of our people come, and we're about, what, two hours away? Yeah. And we had, you know, probably about, I'd say about 50 people, maybe 60 people come. And they had a bunch of road, uh, one for the road shirts on and stuff. And uh, so that's been really cool is that we're finally getting people that will follow us to places, you know, and uh, and starting to build a family of people. So let's talk about, you know, the, the recording of the songs. Like, where, where did you do those? Um, can you still see us right here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yep. making sure. I I, I'm probably looking crazy at it because my phone, somebody's trying to cow me here. Uh, <laughs> you're good i really don't want to touch it because i'll mess it up uh, now we're actually recording down at uh open road recordings down in uh rome georgia and uh dylan rush man is uh he's got this sound he's got this this sound down that uh of clarity you know and Kind of seems a little on the modern side on things, but gives us, lets us do what we want to do. But he sits and, uh, hey, man, what if we had this? You know, and, and it's always good to have a group of guys because there'll be a few other guys that will come in that hang out down there. And Andrew's one of them. Uh, a couple of them guys, they'll come down. And, uh, you know, I, they'll sit in and you'll hear it. They'll be like, let's – Throw this or something, you know, sometimes. And uh, so it's really cool because we really wanted somewhere that we felt comfortable at, somewhere that we wanted to be at home at, and somewhere that we could sit and put something out that we wanted to and not be, you know. And we all time, you know, back and forth trying to figure out, hey, well, we, you know, could we do a different solo here, you know, or something or Hey, what if we change the beat up, you know, or so it's been really cool. And, you know, you just know when you walk into a place, you know, and you become 
like friends right then and you come brothers it's like we it's just been something that we wanted to keep one place that we all go and and do our recordings at for a little while and you know later on it may change but i right now man i don't see I think we all want to build a build a little station there, you know, like a, a modern day muscle shows, you know, get yeah, some great in there, awesome. you know. That's kind of, you know, I like it that way. That's kind of what we feel like down there because, like, uh, you know, I don't, they've been, I don't know, they've got really great bands that are coming in there and um, people have, you know, I've been asking us all the time, where are you recording that, man? You know, like, that stuff sounds so good, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I hope Dylan gets some, gets some more working for him. You know, uh, he's got, he's I just got done with a two uh, second part over there, and uh, so they can run two bands, two recordings, you know. And they're, but Dylan Rush, man, we love that guy. Shout out to him, man. He's he he's what made us sound good, and uh, man, we appreciate him a lot. So before we were uh, rolling, we were talking about the Kentucky Headhunters. You mentioned them earlier. Um, you had a anecdote with your drummer and and with Fred. But before you tell that story again, like how how did you how did you end up meeting those guys? And because we all you know obviously they're you know royalty to all of us. And even when we've had we've had Charlie Starr on a couple times, and he talked about first meeting those guys and how they were just like the real deal and stuff. So um and he does a, if you listen to that first episode of charlie Starr, he does a spot on impression of richard young it's richard oh Harris. man so i had a chance to get to listen to that but how, how did you guys uh, meet the kentucky headhunters uh the first night we done it uh like i said it was uh no it was november man it was freezing mm -hmm. cold so we really they were there uh we shook hands you know but it was just so cold. You know, we were just all kind of just standing there just enjoying the show. You know, we'd say a little something back and forth, you know, but we were just waiting on, you know, we were just, you know, everybody's rocking out and it's a good time, but boy, everybody's just freezing to death. I mean, you know, Richard and them poor guys, man, they're up there. And I was thinking to myself, I said, I'm cold and I'm a young man. I could imagine standing up there. I say, you know, you get colder as you get older, you know, I was like, I imagine they're up there freezing to death. Cause <laughs> it's like, it was freezing when we were up there and the sun was still up, you know. So we didn't, you know, we kind of, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm Zach. And then, you know, they went, it was like right in between a break. And because it was too cold for anybody to want to be walking around checking the place out, you know, we did for a little bit while the sun was up. But I think we go sit back in the truck or, you know, or go hang out and watch. They had some football games on for the show, you know, and we go inside for a minute and, um, uh, and so that was the first encounter. And then they come to McKaysville and uh, Toonies. We've done some shows up there with the Roses, um, the Comancheros. Nice. Um, yeah, we've had those guys on. A great, great three-piece uh, power, power trio, yeah. Yes, uh, man, they're great. They're great guys. Uh, and they, uh, so we went up there and they come in. And uh, they started talking to us, you know, heard they heard a little bit about us. And uh, so we sat, you know, sit around and hung out with them. They just tell me how it is overseas. You know, everybody drinks warm beer and everything mm -hmm. like that, you know. They're down to earth, man, country. But they're, I'll, you can just feel the, 
you can just feel when they get they hit the stage, man, that them old guys still have it like that is pretty impressive to me. Because when I first heard them, uh, I listened to them my whole life, but I never got to see them live, you know. And uh, so I went when we went and played, when I was like, oh man, like my favorite song that they do uh, live is uh, what is that song? Ragtop. Ragtop. Ragtop is my favorite song that they do live. And uh man, I, I said when I seen them, I was like, oh, this is this is a band that sound that's been doing this for a while, you know, and you can hear the hear just how sweet the sound is by Greg Martin and the guys, you know. And uh so we went up there and played at McCaysville and Fred and Chris somehow uh, I'd walk, I stepped outside. And I come back in, and there come Fred, and them. There's up there playing, and uh, it's kind of they encourage us, you know. Hey guys, you you guys can you keep working hard and doing what you're doing. Y'all sound good, you know. And it was really cool. And then, well, I was actually going on vacation with my uh, my family that week, so we left that gig in McCaysville and drove eight hours down to uh, Daytona. And uh, had spent the way. So that was a good way to set off set off your vacation was go over for the Kentucky Headhunters and yeah, not drive all the way down there for like nine hours from where we were at and drove all the way down to uh, Daytona that night. So I had to open. I had to. I had to put the window down for a minute. Hang my head out the window every few hours. You know, wake <laughs> yourself up. Yeah, yeah. Driving down there, I was like, Lord. But it was a great time, and they're they're they influenced us, you know, too, because like just that how they had their rhythms, you know, they had the rhythm that they have, you know, and that's a lot a big thing for us is a lot of rhythm. You know, we may not be the most technical band, but if it feels good to us, you know, and it sounds good, that's what that's what we drive for is something that. Yeah, we're one for the road, man. If you can't drive to it, then, you know, that's you not go. good. There you go. Yeah. Jason, you think it's that time of the show? Well, we didn't warn you guys ahead of time just because this interview just worked out the way it is. But at end of our interviews, we always like to do, we call a lightning round, but it's really just a, some, some dumb questions if you guys are game for it. Oh, yeah, let's do it. All right. So th- we'll, we'll address these at both of you guys right now, okay? Huh? Um. Brian and I are visiting your hometown. Where do where do you send us to go get something to eat? The mm, Big V, yeah, man. Big V, the Big V, Big V. What do you recommend there? Uh, they just go get uh, a quarter pound cheeseburger all the way, some spicy fries, and spicy uh, fries, huh? Yeah, yeah, man. Well, they got good. They got all kinds of good stuff. But all I right. always go there. Me and my wife and all of us go in there about once a week sometimes twice a week and go down there and eat. So that's, that's the place to go is big V and Chatsworth. I like it. Jathan, do you agree? I do. I do agree. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah I got, I got, I got, I got to him That's about it. Well, dude, a 17 year old man who's six, three is going to eat a lot of quarter pound cheeseburgers and spicy uh, fries, uh, I guess. Well, yeah, I do. I just look at that stuff now and get heartburn. I want to eat it. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, man. It. <laughs> they, they, they put so much onion on it. And I, I told my wife yesterday, we stopped in there. I was coming home. And I said, 
That was a bad idea. <laughs> it, Zach does not get easier but over time. I, I does All right, multiple choice question, and you both have to answer this. All right, about instruments and instrument brands. Are we doing Fender, Gibson, or other? Other. All right, what's your other? Uh, I have a 95 Ibanez that was my dad's, and I can't find another bass locket. I love it. Uh, Fender is a close second, though. Okay, Zach? Um... I am exploring. So I am a, I'm a traditionally a Tilly guy. Yep. Solid I love picture. my yeah. uh, And I've been working on hollow body lately. So I got this old, I don't really take anything. Um, I don't really take anything worth right now out on the road. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. You know, you're banging it around. You know, we're doing mm-hmm. local gigs and we're doing some far off gigs. So, and, uh, you know, we got a trailer and stuff, but I, I'm fixing to build me a big case for these things. And uh, so I've been, I've been going, I've got this old Epiphone that I found. And uh, I put this guy, I think I got 200 bucks for it. 250 bucks for something. Is it a dot? What what model? Uh, is it it's in? an old, it's like an old, it's like an old five model. So I think it's like okay. a Korean made or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's a good guitar, man. I've put some extra stuff on it and, uh, and I'm fixing to, uh, fixing to change some new, I don't know what I'm going to go with, but I'm fixing to get some new pickups for it too. And, Epiphone uh, makes really good semi hollow body guitars, man. They really do. They're a 335 version. Yeah. Really yeah nice. Uh, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody Riviera. had tried yeah. to relic it somebody had tried to relic it and so like the whole back of it, there ain't no paint on it at all you know <laughs> and there's a you can tell somebody tried to relic like where your arm rubs and stuff like that you know and then uh, i i'm i'm against that as a guitar player if you're if me you too relic I, it yourself. I, you know and unless unless somebody does a really good relic job and uh right now man um just I buy would, an old guitar that has that wear in it and wear some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell you right now, man, uh, a friend of mine uh, that I've known for a little while. He remember me when I was young when I first started singing and stuff. Uh, he built a company called Lucky Dog Guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Anthony said, "Man, they, I, I mean." He has built some of the coolest stuff, and and I've actually played a few of them, and uh, like some of my friends have bought. And uh, honestly, I've I'm thinking about going with a lucky dog soon. Uh, he had uh, Chris Robertson from Blackstone Cherry on. We talked yep. about him. He likes oh yeah, it. he likes that brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that'll be. I think that's where I would like to go next. Um, when it comes to that, you know, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a telly guy and, uh, and, uh, I don't like what I, I don't really do the less pause cause they just don't fit me. You know, I love their tone and stuff. I think that's why I went with a hollow body. Yeah. And, uh, because I love that big rich tone, but it doesn't feel right on me on stage. I sit and feel leaned over all the time or whatever. So I just try to, um so the and i'm a big guy too so i'm like you know i'm six two and, and kind of a big guy so i'd really have something that don't look so small or you know and oh 335 yeah. definitely is a big body guitar uh yeah yeah looks small on me sometimes but i love it you know 
but I got like a 72, uh, a 72 J 50 here that my grandfather had, uh, that I've been restoring and, uh, putting some new stuff on it and, uh, got a few others, some, some 12 strings. Uh, and so I'm actually where we're at right now. I had to, I had to build a building out here because my wife said that, uh, if I didn't get something done, that I was going to have to start getting rid of stuff because our, uh, I have like a 1978 mixer that's, you know, arm length long. It takes four guys to move it, you oh, know. Good Lord, yeah. I'm building a little studio in here soon. And uh, we just got it done. Uh, got done with the building process. And we're going to try to uh, – we're fixing to insulate it and do all kinds of soundproofing. And we're going to build like a, just a small place where we can do demo tracks. And, hey, man, that sounded good. We got it recorded. You know, that's kind of what this is going to turn into a lot of. Um, so this is kind of where we practice and all that. So I'm getting everything set up to do demos and, you know, record some stuff here, man. You know, you never know, you know, I, and we can, I can always send something over to the guys that they can see and listen to. And, uh, so that's the big deal there. Cause they, they needed a bigger place, man. We was down there at Chris's down in Rosaka where he lives at. And I mean, we were like sitting like this playing guitar. <laughs> Real close. It sounded good. It was loud. Yeah, it sounded yeah. good. Uh, I worry about yeah. amp bleed a little bit too, unless you had some nice separation between the amps. Yeah, mm, uh, it's a. Uh, it was hard. But yeah, I think we literally just mic'd up. We just usually just mic up one little one little uh, main over here, so I could hear myself singing. We just run over stuff. You know? And now we can actually hear ourselves in a bigger place. Yeah. You know? But man, we sitting there, they'd be right there. Like they could barely hear me singing, you know, but we're just trying to get our parts down, you know, and it's been nice to have a bigger rehearsal spot for sure. All right. Another multiple choice question. This is about Georgia bands. You got to pick one. The rest are gone. Okay. So are you going with the Black Crows, Blackberry Smoke or Curveball here, R.E.M.? Mmm. Might very smoke, that's what I'm keeping. I'd have to say Blackberry Smoke myself too. Okay. Uh I respect the other guys, man. I, I mean that's a hard question. But uh the thing is is like we kind of grew up on Blackberry Smoke. Yeah, they're know? more in your age age group yeah. demographic. You know, the Crows mm -hmm. came out ninety, REM came out in the eighties. So yeah. when they, they were in high school, I was jamming, you know, jamming, jamming them, man. It was good one coming on and all that coming yeah. out. Well, know, for a world record, album. man. Ten years ago. What's the name of their first album they come out with that has uh, scared the devil out of you and stuff? Is that one all the roses? Ain't no crime. Yeah, ain't no crime. I think that's Bad my favorite. Ain't no crime. I think that's my favorite album by them. Yeah, that's like that raw sound, you know. Yeah, but that's their is that their second? What do you say? No, second that's or their third? first one? That's oh, their first yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right, yeah. you guys get you get to choose to open for any band, still around or gone. Who are you choosing? Mm. I would have to pick Skinner. Okay. Nice. We get a lot of Skinner. Skinner's a very popular choice. Uh, 
get the Almond Brothers. I'm a huge, yeah. huge Almond Brothers fan, man. I, for some <laughs> reason, I've always been influenced. My guitar playing is very bluesy. And so, like, the Almond Brothers is like a, uh, it's hard, man, because, you know, it's, you know, Skinner and Almond Brothers. Yeah. And, and me, Almond Brothers, um, they were, they were classified as Southern rock, but man, they were just a phenomenal blues, band. jazz, soul. Uh, yeah, Joe. I mean, they were everything. R and B. Yeah, everything. It was all that, man. Um, a lot of jazz in their music, in their instrumentals, right? With the improvisation, mm -hmm. that's a, all that jazz influence. Yeah, man. I couldn't tell you. I don't. I couldn't tell you who I like more. Uh, the writing of Greg Allman or Ronnie Van Zant, but them two guys, like you know, they. They were in that time zone of like just, just I don't know, purity of truth, you know, of what they seen and stuff, and and so it was really has always been some of my favorite writers, you know, between yeah. you know Waylon Jennings and Jamie Johnson, as people like that too, you know, on the country side of things. Um, I'm a huge Government Mule fan. Oh man, dude, yeah, Government Mule. I'll tell you about that government right now. You know how you go through phases. I go through phases like who's my favorite band right now, or who mm -hmm. I who would I binge listen to. And right now it's been Government Mule and Steelwoods. There you go. Steelwoods is another good band. Man, mm -hmm. a Government Mule, seen them forever, but I saw them in the Smoke and Mule tour with Blackberry Smoke. I've yeah, seen them do yeah. Dark Side of the Mule in nineteen. I'm getting ready to see seeing the do Dark Side of the Mule again this just Warren Haynes is one of the most talented musicians going, and Matt Apps is like legitimately might be the best drummer going right now. Well, I love their stuff. I mean, that's just I like you know uh, I like I liked a lot of the '90s Almond Brothers. We talking about the Almond Brothers. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, one of my favorite songs is "End of the Line." Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and I like all iter iterations of those guys. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, crossing the Devil's Sea. Yeah. That's one of our, just that bass and guitar line that they do, and that's just killer, you know. Do we consider Almond Brothers a Georgia band, even though the brothers are from Florida? Making Georgia. They're definitely a Georgia, Florida band. They moved to Atlanta, right? To, I mean, to, yeah, yeah, well, you know, they, they had the make in with the big house they recorded. Like they were sort of home based mm -hmm. there, but I, I, that I, are they a Georgia? I mean, I don't know. Well, you know, you go down to Daytona and you go in these music shops. Right. And that's what yeah. we do. We'll, we'll go down there on vacation and uh, we'll leave, you know, I'll, we'll leave the family and me and him will just go to guitar shops and you'll go in there and they'll have pictures of Greg Allman and they, you know, they graduated just so many miles away from there, graduated mm -hmm. high school and stuff. So I guess you could call them a mixed breed of, you know, they're like scared the first Florida, Georgia, mm -hmm. Florida, Georgia line. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they were the original. They were Florida, Georgia line before Florida, uh, Georgia line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, won't we, mention those guys, though. Yeah, yeah. But they All are right. the uh, truth. Yeah. They stole it from Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, both of you guys, what are the last three artists that you've streamed? Or listen to. It doesn't have to just Robert be Robert Garner, eh? All right. Yeah. Uh, 49 Winchester. Um, 
You're wearing the hat. I see it. Yeah, yeah. I went, yeah, I went seeing them back to back. Um, and the other one was probably uh, Ben Chapman. Ben Chapman. I don't know if you ever listened to Ben Chapman, but I was listening to him a little bit earlier. Yeah, he's a kind of a country kind of guy. Um, I think my three the last few days have been. Uh, I said, uh, you know, government mule and. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, the Steelwoods. And um, it was another city the other day. Uh, uh, it would be like Robert John and the Rick. I've listened to them the last three or four days because I've been listening to their new live album. Uh, that's the realm I kind of stay into. Because just one man, somebody came up to me one night after we got done and they was like, that just one man song sounds like a sounds like a variation of government mule. And I was like, Oh, well that's an awesome way to put it. Like, right? I love government mule, you know. And I would, there are worse bands to be compared to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh, you know, that's nice. Thank you. All right, flipping this around, give us a band or song that we'd be surprised to hear that you like. So it's a chance to tell on yourself or something cheesy or something, you know, uh, a guilty pleasure of some sort. Uh, uh, what do you think, Jacob? I don't know. I'm not really too ashamed of some music. You know what I mean? I'm pretty out there with my music. Hey, uh, Who's that bass player you listen to? Joe Dart. Or uh, that crazy bass player. Which one? Can you be more specific? Crazy bass players. Yeah, I I got a few running through my head right now. (laughs) I mean, you know, are you like a are you like a a pit bull guy or uh, Bee Gees or or uh, you know Lady Gaga? What do we got? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I I like Biggie Smalls. All right, yeah, there's there there some go. old school. Yeah, there you go. Okay. He does like a lot of old school stuff. I like a lot of old school stuff. Uh, but outside of the box, somebody uh, that, you know, that's kind of in the Southern rock thing for what we listen to most of the time is like, uh, there's a few country singers, man, out right now that are kind of got this. I like good Chris Stapleton, man. I mean, I know yeah. some, you know, a lot of them guys. Uh, but like, did you hear the new Margot heard. Price record? What's that? Did you hear the new Margot Price record? No, I haven't. Check From it out. Lainey it's really good. Lainey Wilson. Uh, I haven't heard it yet. Well, my wife actually listens to a lot of Lainey Wilson, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I kind of dig it. All right. <laughs> That's a good song. Good, uh, we will take Lainey Wilson's acceptable. Yeah, she has some. Pretty good music, you know. I was like, wow, this is actually, you know, there's some good women out there that do really good Absolutely. Music. There's, you know, there's really good is. artists all around. And a lot of them, if you notice, like Miranda Lambert, stuff like that, man, they actually kind of got this old school. Their band sounds like the older 90s and stuff like that. You Ashton McBride. Yeah, I think it ain't got some, like, some... hip hop in it and stuff, you know. Yep. All right, last question for you guys. You don't have to choose somebody that you don't like. This is just a stupid question, but 
if you had to fight a celebrity and you that you know you could kick their butt, who are you choosing? <laughs> oh. Again, you don't have to dislike them or anything. Who could you take? Mm. Dane DeVito. Yeah, I think that's go. a good one. He's an old guy. I feel, really, I feel like, like I can win that one. He's one-third oh. your size. <laughs> well, see, I feel like I can win that one. I'm going to go with Danny DeVito. And everybody likes Danny DeVito, so this, again, is I love not, it. like you just I like I love Danny him. DeVito. I'll pick him up afterwards. Oh, Thank right. where he needs to go. Yep. But <laughs> we're going for a safe spot, <laughs> bet. I'm going to go with Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I like somebody like Adam Sandler or something because I just really wanted to meet somebody funny or something, you know? <laughs> Sorry, Adam. I'm gonna. I'm big fan, but we're gonna have to fight. Uh, or, or like you know, hey, we'll just go find Steve Austin. See if I. Hey, I don't know if you can take Steve Austin. No, I'll try though, man. Hey, man, he's got some show where he road trips around the country that people sent him. He like ass on like Instagram or something. So. Maybe we'll have to throw that out there too. Maybe. That's funny. He's I, got mean, a, I would choose Stone like Cold Steve Austin and a one for the road. I, I would show. be cool. I would. I'd be cool. Get my ass whooped by him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey man, what do I get to meet? What's up? You know, I remember watching you as a kid. In my whole life. I, I respect that. That's a that's a very brave choice. All right. I always liked Where his character. With that, his character. Oh yeah, I always liked his character on there. You know, just hard ass. Come out beer there drinking. Beer, you know, it's like. Yep. Yeah, well, you know. Austin 316. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for being on. Now, where do we send our listeners to go to find out more about One for the Road, your music, your tour dates, all the good stuff? Uh, we got a, you can go to our website. Um, that's getting updated actually the next day or two. So it's fixing to have some changes on it. Uh, but they, uh, you can go on there, uh, tell all about us. You'll find YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all that. It's on there. It's called uh, it's called OneForTheRoad.us, and uh, you can go to our Facebook page, One for the Road. Uh, Instagram is One for the Road official. Um, we got a few. Uh, we don't really have. There's another One for the Road band that's not you guys. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, we, we went through that. Um, we seen that, and uh, we just hope it don't become a problem later on or something. Because <laughs> uh, I really don't know what we changed the name of the band to. But uh, they, um, we haven't had, had anybody say anything to us yet, so maybe we'll, we'll get by. We are legit and, and trademark now, so shouldn't oh, have really? a problem. And they would yeah. have to change the name, not you. Yeah, we we we've done the legal process for sure. That's, oh, cool. That's what we've been doing with a little time off here is uh, getting some stuff done so we don't we can protect ourselves later on, you know. Um, but Smart. yeah, yeah, trying to. Yeah, Uncle Sam knows about us now. <laughs> You're official when you pay taxes. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right, Brian, over to you. Well, thank you so much to Zach and. Uh, and uh, Jason from One for the Road, thank you for being out there in the internet ether and Zoom land and just kind of showed up on our doorstep. And we said, hey. I was going to score that today. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I got my stuff together and stuff got in here. And I was like, ah, here we go. It, and I was it like, worked out. I like, uh, should have read the email better. Might sound a little sappy, but you guys are in the family 
And we're so excited to be catching on to you guys at the beginning. And we are behind you 100%, anything you need. Uh, Full-on welcome to the All Things Blues and Southern Rock family. So thank oh, you yeah. for, for being guests. Thanks for coming on, guys. We appreciate, we appreciate you guys, man. It's really cool when y'all reached out to us because, you know, we are a young band. I mean, we are the new guys, uh, and we're willing to take it however, you know, we understand that uh, we've got some stuff we got to prove, you know. Uh, we know that we got to keep playing shows and keep getting better, and uh, we're along for the ride, man, and, and we appreciate people that support us, and, and thank you guys for reaching out to us because I we were, I was driving home from a gig Sunday night and uh, I looked at him. I was like, oh, man, podcast wants us on there. That's awesome, you know. And so us getting to grow this together and the guys getting to grow and people like y'all helping us get there, we appreciate it, man. Y'all, much we love, love it. We love introducing new music. Yes, yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for Zach. Uh, and Jason from One for the Road for uh, being in the uh, cyberspace ether and somehow floating into a Zoom meeting. Our mental telepathy for. was reaching out to them across the airwaves. Yeah, man, I tell you what, it's like I feel a you know an instant bond that you know from time to time I feel with certain bands. And, good dudes, man, good dudes, and like you talked about the Black Crows being brothers uh, in the intro. These guys are, are, are more in more ways than one like them. You've got Jathan, who's a senior, going to be 17 years old. You've got Zach, the older brother, who's out. That's just like Chris and, Chris and Rich were when the Black Rose started. Yeah, and uh, it seems like, but it's opposite because they get along really well. <laughs> <laughs> as far as we could tell, they're both very mild-mannered, yet tall uh, individuals. Yeah. And so you guys got to hear them. They're so good. I mean, they are so good. I mean, they're right. I think they're just right on the trail of the Thunderbolts, you know, and them Dirty Roses with that kind of sound. And it's great to hear the guys talk about uh, Andrew and TJ with such high regard. And and well, the Headhunters guys too, right? Because it's yeah. all part of that same family. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, great regard, of course, for you know Brother Greg Martin from the Headhunters. And they got to open some shows for them. So that would be, how cool is that? For such a new band, right? And they covered this. They've opened for uh, 38 Special. They've opened for Kentucky Hud Hunters. They've opened for... Um, Marshall Tucker. Marshall Tucker. Uh, Georgia Thunderbolts. Them Dirty Roses. I mean, that's about as good as classic and new and emerging Southern Rock as you can get. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And... Uh, just, uh, I think this is an organic way that the band came together and they just seem like uh, mature beyond their age, especially with, with, uh, with Jason. Yeah. Again, they've got an organic key, uh, key players, which I love, which always makes for a great rock sound. And hearing the story of learning of him learning to play the bass along with the piano notes is going to really make me focus on like, listen to the music to see if I can pick up on any remnants of that. Yeah. That was very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. But uh, you know, this, you know, coming this episode coming off the heels of the weathered souls and we've got some more, you know, great bands in that vein coming up and it's going to get busy here and you guys can enjoy all this. So uh, you get that to look forward to. And we thank you for that, your support. Now, as you remember, Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 